thank you for listening to the weekly message at First Baptist Church in Bushland, Texas. We're going to jump into a new series called God Never Said That. And um, today is the first part of that message that God wants you happy. So I want you to watch this real quick. Couldn't have picked a better one myself. It's top of the line. All the options. The only thing it can't do is fly. No, I'm just licking. This one is way out of my price range. Oh, see, now there's your problem. Price range is really just a frame of mind. The facts are that you work hard. You deserve this. And God wants you to be happy. Yeah, appreciate your enthusiasm, but um, God never said that. Amen. God never said that. We, uh, there are some culture-isms in the culture, and, and these phrases that you hear sometimes, we're going to look at four of them over the next four weeks, today and three others. These, these are phrases that you hear in culture, and you, you kind of grow up hearing it, and so you start saying it, and you have kids, and they hear you say it, and they say it, and then before long, we've said it so long as a culture, we almost think that it's in the Bible that God really said it, and this is one of them, that God wants you happy. Well, that's not in Scripture, and God didn't say that. Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to be mean here. I like being happy, and I think you like being happy. I like you being happy because usually when you're happy, you're happy to me, and so, it, you know, it works both ways, and so we like being happy, but, but if I told you that God doesn't want you happy, that upsets some people. It does. I mean, in your gut, you're like, why not? I mean, that's kind of what you, I don't hear, you don't say that out loud, but that's what you're thinking. Well, why not? Because Scripture says that all good gifts come down from heaven above, and he wants to bless you and all this. Why not? It sounds better if I say that God wants you happy. He wants you to enjoy life. He wants you to have lots of good things. That feels better. Psalm 97, 12 says this, may all who are godly be happy. Everybody's like, yeah, that's right. When you look at a text today, Psalm 37. Psalm 37. Look at verse 1. Do not fret because evil men at evil men are be envious of those who do wrong. For like grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord. And do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your ways to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will do this. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn, the justice of your cause like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. It's a good word. I'm going to look today at, at the whole phrase, God wants you happy. So in order to do that, though, there's, some, there's, a, there's a theology that's out there, and we've got, we've got to work ourselves way, work, work our way through this. The theology of happiness is what I've called it. On the back of your bulletin, I've given you one, two, three, but I haven't given you the words. We're going to pop them on the screen, but I want to talk through them. Because if you buy into this belief system or this culture belief system that God wants you happy, 
it's going it's to really have implications in your life. It's going to impact a lot of things in life. It's going to impact your relationship with the Lord, no doubt. It will impact worship. So I want to look at the theology of happiness. Number one, whatever makes me happy must be right. And whatever makes me unhappy must be wrong. Cheryl Crow said this, if it makes you happy, can't be bad. I'm not sure we need to get our theology from Cheryl Crow, but it's nice of her to share that with us. But if, 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 if whatever makes me happy must be right. Now, there's a lot of things that I could get a lot of happiness from that that's just not right. I mean, you and I both, uh, you're like, I can think of some things that I could be happy about, but that, that, that's not right. Right, but, it, but the problem is that that's what we tell ourselves. Whatever makes us unhappy must be wrong, okay? That must be wrong. That, 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 is, that is a theology of happiness. That, that's not in Scripture. I want you to go to number two. Discomfort, and this, when I, when I talk about number two, this is America. I'm, this is us. This is us. When you see these, this is us. Discomfort, delay, risk, suffering, inconveniences, and obstacles can't be God's will. I mean, have you ever thought that? I mean, if, if this is happening, it can't be God's will. There's a lot of people in Scripture that God owes an apology to if that's true. <laughs> I don't want to start on that list, but that's a long list. Amen? I mean, Jesus even thought he was out of God's will when he prayed in the garden, is there any other way this cup can pass from me? Is there any way? God said, nope, you're going to the cross. To the cross. There's a lot of inconveniences that happen in life. The inconveniences happen in all phrases. I mean, I've been in airports where I've been inconvenienced by delay in a flight, but because of the delay, I was sitting by someone that I was divinely supposed to be by for them and for me. Delay. We were delayed one night as a family. We went to town to eat, and we're coming back, all four of us in the same vehicle several years ago. We were coming down the interstate, coming back to Bushland, and was delayed by those Stupid truckers, okay? Those truckers that drive us crazy on I-40 because we got to get there. So we were inconvenienced. So we were a little later getting home, and we were delayed a little bit. So we turn, head south. We live in Saddleback right there on 34th. And we go down Bushing Road. Bushing Road is straight as air, boy. And 34th runs right across it. And there's a stop sign conveniently placed right there. And stop means stop, all right? So we're driving down Bushing Road. I start to kind of slow down because we're getting close to the street. And all of a sudden, all I see is lights. Shoo! And I'm telling you, that sucker left that Texas Tech agricultural place down the end of 34th, and he was coming down 34th, and I guarantee you he's doing 75 or 80. And his tires didn't even touch Bush and Road because 34th has a little ramp when it comes up, and that sucker went shoo! boom. And back then, they didn't have collegiate. It was all dirt, and all you saw was a puff of dirt. And we all looked at each other as our hair is standing up going, hmm, stupid truckers sure are God's will today. I mean delayed. I'm going to tell you right now, 
he'd have killed us. He'd have killed all of us. We'd have went so far down that pasture. There's no telling where that car stops. No telling. Delay (laughs) happens, my friend. Obstacles can't be God's will. Really? Tough times can't be God's will? Man, I've learned more in tough times than I ever did in the green pastures. I mean, we, I, mean, I hate to define that. I mean, God, you're supposed to make me happy. Man, obstacles sometimes, it's not what we want in life, but we learn more through them. I'm telling you, they are God's will. Number three, without knowing it, subconsciously, this happens to us, without knowing it, we begin to worship <laughs> the false gods of comfort, money, pleasure, and things. We do. You say, well, I don't. I, I am so super spiritual. I don't do that. Yes, you do. Stop lying to yourself. You do. When, when, you, when everything is really, really good and you've had a great week, when everything's good, money's up, business is good. I mean, when you're feeling good, looking good, clothes look good, cologne, you, you, you're full. You, I mean, you, you're happy. You walk in to the house of worship, and Paxson doesn't have to say, lift up your hands and worship. You get them up, but give yourself the opposite, and how do you walk in? If you even walk in. And that's a whole nother message. We can't determine whether we attend worship based on the week we had. And we can't determine how worship goes depending on the week we were given. You have shrinked God to nothing more than a comic strip in your favorite newspaper. He is nothing but Santa Claus and a big tummy. And that's wrong. The theology of happiness is all around us. If you buy into it that God is here to make you happy, you know those. Happy that God exists to serve me. Now, we don't ever say that out loud. That's not what you say. Hey, man, I'm happy. You know why I'm happy? Because God's here to serve me. Mm. But if you buy into this, that's what you do. That God is here to serve me. You reduce God to a cosmic Coke machine. Quarter, push, whatever you want, flavor, comes out. Great, God. Put quarter in, push what you want, comes out, great, God. Push it in. One of Dr. Pepper comes out of Diet Sprite. What? That's a bad Coke machine. That's a bad God. Kick that Coke machine. Get that Coke machine out of here. They don't deserve to be in this church. That's what we do. You say, well, I've never done that, preacher. Be careful answering that. I had to be careful answering that. We, we, we have this mindset that God is here for us. Hmm. That's backwards. We are here for him. And until we get that out of our psychic, we're going to grade God. And we're going to give him our attention and our worship based on how he performs. God does not work off performance. God is God. And he is worthy of our worship. If God wants me happy and I'm not happy, then God failed If God wants me happy, if you buy into it, 
and you're not happy this morning, then it's your belief that God failed. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Well, I did, and I don't like it. I've tried religion, didn't like it. I've tried church, didn't work. Well, (laughs) sorry. I don't like religion either. It'll fail you every time. And sometimes church isn't what church needs to be. It doesn't resemble God. doesn't act like God. But I'm going to tell you something. My worship is not based on religion and church and all the things I tried that didn't work. My is based on God and God alone. And our God, as Paxton said, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he will never fail you. Never. And he's not going to start with you. There's a lot of people today that think God made me only to pick on me, to make my life terrible. And that's not true at all. Your happiness isn't the highest priority to God. It's not. He delights in your happiness. He loves to give his kids good gifts. But I'm going to tell you something. I love to give my kids good gifts too. And I love to bless my children. Okay? And I love it when they have uh, goals and accomplish things and do good things. But I'm going to tell you, if I give them good gifts and with the gifts that I give them, they act wrong, act bad, behave bad, okay, then I'm not, my, my happiness about my children has been reversed by, son, I'm going to tell you this, we're about to go to the tool shed, you keep jacking around like that. I mean, I love him, but if I'm going to give him gas for his truck and then he takes his truck to do something that, that displeases God and that doesn't honor himself, then guess what? We're going to stop getting gas, all right? God loves his kids and loves to give good gifts to him. But many times, he doesn't give us good gifts because he knows our heart, and he knows what we'll do with it. Sometimes he withholds that, okay? God doesn't want you, pop that slide. God doesn't want you to pursue happiness. He wants you to pursue him. See, that's the message today. It's not that God doesn't want you to be happy. He loves when you're happy. But see, he doesn't want you pursuing happiness. He wants you to pursue him, to chase after God. Just ask yourself this question. How much more like God would I be? How much would my heart reflect God if I chased after him like I chased after the things of the world? If I chased after happiness... If I chase after God like I chase after happiness, what would my life look like? What would it look like? I want to look at two things. That God doesn't want you happy if two things are present. Number one, God doesn't want you happy if when it causes you to do something wrong or unwise. God doesn't want you happy if it causes you to do something wrong or unwise. Let me say it to you like you, you hear it every day. God doesn't want you to do something sinful or stupid. <laughs> That's what it is. God doesn't want you to do something sinful or stupid just to make you happy. We see that all the time. All the time. Listen to, listen to this. But just as he who called you is happy... So be happy in all you do. That's a good verse, isn't it? 1 Peter 1.15. That's a good verse. Y'all like that verse? 
Well, here's the deal. That's not in the Bible. That's not in the Bible. Let me read it to you the way it's printed. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. There's a way that seems right in man's eyes, but in the end leads to destruction or death. Yes, Proverbs 14, 12. I married a couple, been years ago, I married a couple. And so after we're done, I go do my thing, they do their thing. About a year later, I'm in the mall, and I'm not in the mall a lot, but I'm in the mall, and I run into him. And I said, hey, man, how's, how's married life? We ain't married. I said, okay. I said, that's only been like a, what, a year ago? Yeah, yeah, a little over a year. I said, so what happened? What's the deal? He said, well, here's the deal. I'm not happy. She wasn't happy, so pfft, out of here. And I said, well, why, why were you not happy? He said, I don't know. Ask God. And walked off. I'm like, ask God? I'm about to ask God to do something, but it ain't that question. <laughs> but, but here's the deal. We, I, I, got, I have to be honest with you. I've almost been married 22 years. May 1st be 22 years. And can I honestly tell you, as gorgeous and beautiful and awesome as my wife is, we haven't been happy every second that clock has ticked in 22 years, okay? I mean, there's some times that I don't even like her. And right now she's saying, and there's some times I don't really like you, all right? That's just marriage. I didn't sign in the marriage because I wanted to be happy. I signed in the marriage on a commitment that got a covenant relationship with God, good or bad, happy or sad, rich or poor. That government commitment. Now, I'm not trying to throw rocks and throw the people under the buses that got divorced. There's a lot of reasons people divorce. There's a lot of reasons that people get divorced out there. And some of them are biblical reasons, and they're not just about happiness. This couple had been married a year. They ain't even been tested. And they're just in it for the foo-foo and the happiness. And as soon as it wasn't happy, they just jumped and ran. That is not wise. That's wrong. That is wrong. Since I'm not happy, I'm allowed to do something that wouldn't, would otherwise be wrong. <laughs> Since I'm not happy, I can do whatever I want to do because I'm justified. I, I, I owe it to him because God wants me happy. And I know that's what he wants. He wants me happy. If we buy into that lie, that culture lie, that God wants me happy. So if I'm not happy then I'm justified to do whatever I want to do. Whatever. It's fine. Met a guy one time. We've been meeting for about three weeks. We all, he started with, he's just not happy. He said, can I talk to you, preacher? Sure. So he's, he's going, he, you know, he just laying out there. I don't like my boss. I don't like my supervisor. I don't like the work they ask me to do. La, 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 la. I mean, just boom, 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 boom. All right, so week three of this. And he goes into it again. And I just had to call time out. Time out, 20 seconds. Here, time out. Can I, let me, let me just, look, I'm not here for you to like me. I'm not here for a popularity contest, okay? But I got to be honest with you. There is a common denominator here, okay? There is a very big common denominator in all of your three weeks of story. I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like this. I said, the common denominator is you. You need to go down to Kirkland's, 
They got lots of mirrors. You need to get your mirror. You need to Windex it. You need to stick it on the dash of your car. You need to look at it. Because the reason that you're not happy in all these other places is because you think God owes you happiness. And everybody ought to dance like you, dress like you, be like you, give you anything you want, do what you want to do, say yes to all your ideas, think all your ideas came from heaven, never tell you're wrong, never correct anything, never do anything except what you want done. And I'm going to tell you something, buddy. You signed on. That, 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 that world doesn't exist on this dirt ball. It just doesn't exist. It's not about making you happy. And we can take this in a lot of different areas of life. If I'm not happy, then I'm allowed to do something wrong. My wife isn't meeting my needs. I deserve to be happy, so I'm going to check in the porn. I'm going to look at it because I'm justified. Premarital sex. Well, we love each other. And God wants us to be happy, right? <laughs> We're going to get married anyway. What's it matter? Well, it, again, it's wrong. You say, well, I want to watch this show. It's really funny. It's really funny. But funny doesn't make wrong right. Still wrong. We worship at the altar of happiness. We bow down at the altar of happiness because we buy into the lie that God wants us happy. And that when we're not happy, we're justified to do whatever we want to do. Number two, if God doesn't want you happy, when it's only based on the things of the world. God doesn't want you happy when it's only based on the things of the world. I want you to watch this. Better processions, more peaceful circumstance, plus thrilling experience, plus the right relationship, plus the perfect appearance equals happiness. If I get all of this stuff, I'm going to be happy. No, you're not. You can get all of that stuff. Now, I mean, I, I, I like better possessions. I do. But I'm not looking for that to bring me happiness. Peaceful circumstances, who doesn't? Thrilling experience, who doesn't? I mean, we, we love to go on cruises. We're going on one this summer. We love that, okay? Out of the overflow, we do that as a family vacation. But I'm not, I don't have to have the cruise to make me happy. Sometimes when I'm on the cruise, I'm not happy. When we were on the last cruise, I met a couple that you know how they pay for their cruises, okay? The unemployment, bless, bless the government. Thank you for paying for my cruise, sir. Now, was that a thrilling experience? I almost had a thrilling experience. I almost wanted to pick him up and throw him overboard. That's a very thrilling experience for me, all right, to watch the sharks have something to do in the ocean, all right? I don't want to buy that guy's cruises. Work, dude. All right, work. Just walk behind elephants at a, at a circus. It ain't gorgeous, but it's a job. It's better than that. Lord, help the poor. But I'm sorry. But here's the deal. I like thrilling experiences. The right relationship, that's been done. The woman at the well had five husbands shacking up with a guy, looking for something, wasn't finding it, shows up at the well at the wrong time of day because she didn't want to see anybody. And lo and behold, Jesus there and said, look, dude, sweetheart, you keep trying all these guys to make you happy. That's not going to do it. What I got right here will give you living water to come up in you for eternity. And never, you never have to come this well again. The right relationship's not going to do it. Perfect appearance. 
If I buy the right clothes and all the right makeup and wash my hair with everything the movie stars say, wash it with, I'll look good. It'll be fuller and all this. Obviously, I don't use it. But it'll be, you have fuller hair. It'll all look good. Because why? Because we think that's going to do it for us. No, it will not. No, it's not going to do it. That stuff will not make you happy. You can have all the stuff in the world and be miserable, man, because happenings make you happy, but joy comes from the Lord. And my friends, that's what God offers. Look at 1 John 2, 15 and 17. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of its flesh, the lust of its eyes, the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires will pass away, but whoever does the will of God will live forever. Whoever does the will of God will live forever. Don't chase after the world. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world? And loses his soul. My friends, listen to me. Don't pursue happiness. Pursue him. God wants to bless you. He wants to bless you. Supremely blessed. More than happy. Now that doesn't mean you'll never get sick. Doesn't mean you'll never lose your job. Doesn't mean you'll never get a zit before the prom. It doesn't mean that everything will go your way. That God will say yes to every one of your prayers. It doesn't mean that. I love my yard, but what do I get in my yard this spring when everything else turns green? My wife says, what's wrong with your yard? Uh, I don't know. Well, you got some patches out there, all right? I'm not trying to make fun of the way my wife said it, okay? You got some patches out there, all right? So I go out there, and I'm like, dude, what's up with my yard? So I go down there, and I, I know that if I can pull it up, they don't have roots. And the reason I don't have roots is because of grub worms. So I yank it. It just comes up like, you know, it's just like your hair is falling out. It's easy. So what do I do? I'm mad. So I had to cut it out and go to Home Depot and get some sod and resod my patches. All right? Now, listen to me. You say, well, I thought the preacher had favor. Well, obviously, I had to kind of, I got mad at first. I'm like, man, I got grubs in my yard. Man, that's just bad. I got grubs in my yard. I work hard for my yard. What in the world? And then I had to think like a grub worm. <laughs> if I was a grub worm... When I go to the preacher's house, that's a sweet golf course yard, amen. Looks like Rick's, right? If I'm a grub, I'm not going to the pasture where it ain't rained in two months. I'm going to go to the preacher's house. He waters every night, got some fertilizer. Woo, that's a buffet. I'm going to eat. Thank you, Lord. The Lord's here to make me the grub worm happy, all right? I mean, the grub worm's thinking good. I'm thinking, dumb grub worm. So he makes me mad. But here's the deal. That, that's what happens in life. Things like that happen. I got a tree in the backyard, half's alive, half's dead. I'm like, what? What? What is that? Who, who, who's that? What kind of tree? Live. Oh, we got shade and leaves. Oh, he got nothing but sticks. I'm like, that, that is not pretty. All right? That is not our design. That's not how you went to bed for winter. What happened to you this winter? All right? But, but it happens. Things that happen in life, okay? But it doesn't mean you're going to be out. Jesus said this In this world, you will have trouble. I mean, that's what Jesus said. He said, hey, here's the deal. Here's the news. Good news. Good news. On that dirt ball in your little earth suit with all them other earth suit people, you're going to have some tough times. 
All right. Yay. I mean, we're not excited about that. But Jesus said that because we live in an unperfect world with unperfect people. But we serve a perfect God. So you need to pursue the perfect God, and he'll get you through the imperfect world. Amen. In the midst of that, Jesus said, I'll be your comfort in pain. I'll be your peace in the storm. I'll be your strength in your weakness. And I'll be the joy in the trials. Again, Psalm 37, 4 says this, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Friends, delight yourself in the Lord. Run to the Lord. Feast on his word. Feast in worship. Why? Because when you do that, he begins to make your heart mirror his heart. And the things you thought you needed, you don't need. And the things you don't get, you're okay to go. I'm good with that, God. I'm good. I probably didn't need it anyway. And the things that happen to you, you're okay with. You can say, it is well with my soul. Even though that's not what you wanted. But because you pursue him, you delight in him. And in that delight, he starts to make your heart mirror his heart. And you're okay. And you're okay. That psalm we started with this morning, 9712. I want to finish it. I didn't give you all of it. May all who are godly be happy. And this is what it says, though. Be happy in the Lord. And praise his holy name. My friends, listen to me. Do not pursue happiness. Pursue him. If you get nothing else, I want you happy. I do. But I want you blessed. I want you pursuing him. Not happiness. Pursue him. And when you do that, you're going to be so rich and so blessed, okay? As we move to a time of invitation, I'm going to ask the band to come on back up. I want to ask you some questions this morning. Have you come in with the mindset that God's supposed to make you happy? Have you bought into that culture? Because if you did, you may, not, you may be a little unsettled right now. But I want, you to, I want you to hear the good news. That if you understand that he loves you and he's crazy about you, and that he wants you, he created you for fellowship. He created you for relationship. He created you so that you would not pursue the things of the world, but you'd pursue him. And when you pursue him, he will bless you for much, for where much is given, much is required. He can trust you. Because he knows your heart. I want you to close your eyes and bow your heads with me. I don't want you looking around. But I want you to be honest with yourself this morning. Have you found yourself chasing happiness in the things of the world? Have you found yourself doing things that are wrong in pursuit of happiness? Have you found yourself making decisions based on your own selfish happiness? Have you stopped pursuing him and begun to pursue happiness? Because he did you wrong. He's a bad Coke machine. 
today what God is saying to you is repent. Just repent of stinking thinking. It's not how you were designed. Don't buy the lie of the world. Pursue him and not happiness. Father, this morning during the invitation, this culture belief system gets into the church more than we ever think it does. Father, this morning we may be here today and we bought into the lie that you, you want, you're supposed to make us happy. That's, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. But God, we might need to come to this altar and confess that that is not true. That's not right thinking. That's not what your word tells us. God, this morning, I pray, Father, that you will move us to right thinking. God, move us to pursue you, not happiness. So, Father, on the other side of obedience is always blessing. So as we stand and the invitation begins, may we be obedient to you in whatever measure that is. Father, if there's a family here looking for a church home, and God, you've led them here, I pray this morning they come and join this church. Father, this morning, speak to your people and now move your people to do what you've called them to do. And may you be honored in Christ's name. Amen.